Hey, this is Dr. Marisa, women's hormone expert, author, and the host of the Essentially You podcast. Surprise, surprise, the holiday season is officially here and we are in it to win it for the next month and a half or so. And I am already doing my very best to make the healthiest decisions for my body and metabolism while also trying to enjoy myself. The struggle to maintain our weight and metabolism is real. Because let's be honest, this is the hardest time of the year to maintain healthy habits. And I know for many of us, this struggle, man, it starts in October. And that's because the holiday season seems to start earlier and earlier with all of the ridiculously yummy fall and holiday options. I mean, there is pumpkin everything. I honestly just got an email today from Sprinkles Cupcakes about their pumpkin cupcake and their pumpkin layered cake to pre-order for Thanksgiving. And man, I will tell you, I stay on their email list because I love to see their monthly flavors and I love to see the pictures of their decadent cupcakes. I'm literally the person who walks into bakeries to look and smell all of the desserts, especially the baked ones. And don't get me started on all of the other pumpkin items out there, right? There's pumpkin flavored coffees and teas. And I, the reason why I'm focusing so much on pumpkin right now is because I love pumpkin flavored all the things. Now, that doesn't mean I've ordered a pumpkin flavored coffee in the last five to seven years. Instead, what I often do is I swap out and I make homemade coconut unsweetened pumpkin creamers with all the spices at home to add to our coffee. And although it's not exactly the same at all, let's be honest, it isn't. There's no sugar in them at all. It works for me because during this time of the year, it is so easy to get sabotaged by all of the sugar laden items that I being relatively on the cusp of insulin resistance, I just can't afford it, right? I, I know that I'm gonna feel it. I know that I'm gonna have fogginess and cravings and, and it's just, it's gonna feel like it gets out of control really quickly. And the point of me sharing all of this with you is that I realize how hard it is to navigate landmines left and right during this time of the year and how it can be really hard to not give in to temptation lurking around every corner while you're at work or while you're going shopping or even while you're in the grocery store. Now, I know for many women, recovering from the holidays can feel practically impossible once January hits. And the older we get, the harder it is to recover from that extra five to seven pounds that we gained in just two short months. And for some of us, the stubborn extra pounds stay on no matter what we do in January, February, March, right? It just continues until we find ourselves back here the next year battling the same situation. So... In order for me to kind of prepare for this, every year towards the end of October, and this year was the third week of October, Alex and I sat down and created our holiday health goal list for November through early January. And this year it was actually on October 22nd, and we have them ending the first week of January right before we kick off our live group 14-day detox in 2023, which by the way, I am so excited for. And we do this every single year because I don't know about you, but it feels like we need special goals and accountability for this time of the year to keep us feeling great, nourished, and emotionally supported. So I want to quickly share my holiday goals with you that I wrote down on October 22nd. The first one, probably my favorite one, is walking 10,000 steps every single day minimum 
and working out five to six days a week. Now, working out and walking is literally my favorite part of my self-care rituals. So I am planning to work out 30 minutes, either it's weight training or jumping on the Peloton with Robin, because she's my favorite. I am definitely in Robin's Wolfpack. And so far, since the 22nd, so far, so good. Now, once I got back from Italy on the 20th of October, I committed to no alcohol until Thanksgiving or possibly Christmas. So Thanksgiving is my first goal, but I actually may push all the way until Christmas and give myself two full months off from even a glass of champagne. I'm talking about nothing, right? And for me during the holidays, it can be such a landmine. I mean, there are people drinking everywhere, all the time, all the places. And I know that I can get caught up in that. I just, I've, I've have been caught up in that in the past. And I have been the last two to three years taking massively extended breaks from alcohol, sometimes up to, gosh, well, when I was pregnant, it was obviously nine months. But I think I ended up not drinking for over a year and a half um, from pregnancy into my, into after giving birth. And so for me, it's a very rare occasion. And I just love to give myself especially during this time of the year where, you know, you just go to a lot of events, go to a lot of parties, you go to a lot of family activities, you know, alcohol can be included in so many things. I just feel if I can just make a blanket, just commitment to myself that it's a no-go, that it's so much easier to navigate. Next is go to sleep by 10.30 p.m. most nights of the week. So far, check done. I am so proud of Alex and I. We have been in bed by like 10 o'clock every night. And man, it is making a world of difference, especially because Kingston is now waking up at 6 a.m. every single day. Next, cook dinner when we are not traveling which is a lot this year. We're not going to be traveling a lot. So we've been cooking dinner every night of the week. And here's the thing. When we cook dinner, we control the ingredients. We control everything that goes into it. And gosh, not only is the food so good, but man, we really are able to focus on nourishing our body with really great hormone-loving foods. The next one is eat before 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. at the latest to make sure that we have that three-hour gap between dinner and sleep. Really, we've been averaging 6 p.m. as our dinner time or earlier, I would say 5.30, and we're done by 6 p.m. So that's kind of been our goal, but occasionally it creeps into like 6.15. But I feel like if we have a goal like this on the table, that even when we're traveling, we can make sure that we're eating you know, between 5 and 6 p.m. every single day. And it just has made a world of difference. My sleep is better. My digestion is better. I feel better in the morning because I've had such a big gap between that last meal and when I wake up. And then lastly, we are committed to making some healthy paleo treats like grain-free, dairy-free brownies from scratch. I've been testing them out and giving them to friends and family if we want to bring something to our family's house for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I mean, so often... Even though our families are really great about this, there are desserts that are gluten, dairy, tons and tons of sugar. And so we've just gotten to the habit of not only bringing, you know, a side dish, but also bringing our own dessert that is low sugar, grain-free, dairy-free, so that we are, we are set to go if we do want something. Although there have been some holidays, I know this is ridiculous, that I've actually had no desserts at all. I am not at a place now in my life where I'm willing to do that anymore, especially with a toddler, because he always wants to try a little something. We've, I've been making these really yummy, paleo, dairy-free, grain-free, super healthy 
pumpkin muffins for Kingston. He's only had a couple of them, but it's just been like, what can I do to like bring in this time of the year and still really keep it super healthy for all of us? And so these are the goals that we are laying out. So far, so good. We're about almost about three weeks in now. And we are feeling really, really good about it. And, you know, feel free to use any of these if you like. If you haven't considered creating some healthy goals for the holidays, I highly recommend just sitting down with your partner or a family member and just having that accountability, really just sharing with them what you want to do so that someone else knows besides yourself and writing down one to three things that really resonate with loving up on your body that feels good so that you walk out on the other side at the beginning of January feeling like, man, like you took care of yourself during the holidays. And by all means, feel free to use some of the hacks I'm going to be sharing with you today. So this way, this is how I think about it. You need less time to recover in the first place. All right, so let's jump on in. And before we even talk about eating habits, I believe the first step to rocking the holidays with ease and grace is to set an intention for what you want to achieve over the course of the next 30 to 40 days. So when I sat down to create my intention, I always grab my daily self-care journal and physically write it down. I think writing it down is the most powerful thing that you can do. And every day when I fill out the journal, I have written my goals down literally on a piece of paper. It can be a post-it, whatever works for you. And so every day I have affirmations, I have my journal, and I have my goals, my holiday goals. And so I'm able to read them every single day and just cue back in. I mean, those gentle reminders are so clutch for us staying consistent with the things that are really gonna serve us over time. So this has been a powerful um, strategy for me as I navigate, especially a time like the holidays. So that's what I do the first thing in the morning. So it stays top of mind and it sets the intention for the rest of the day. Like today, I, I know I'm walking 10,000 steps today. There is no doubt about it. I already did my 40 minutes of working out. It is check done. Right now, I've got 5,000 steps to clock and I know I'm going to get the other 5,000 or more. So again, it's that gentle reminder and it feels really good to be like, okay, I know where I'm going today. I know exactly how I'm going to take care of myself today. And that's what I love about a journal, especially writing it down down. So if you are looking for a way to create intention, I'm telling you, my daily self-care journal is where it's at. It's powerful, it's potent, it's easy, and it takes literally less than five minutes to do. So if you want to go and check it out, I'm going to have it in the show notes. The link will be there for you to go and potentially add this to your daily routine to set a really great intention. All right. Let's get into the holiday food hacks that are gonna support your blood sugar and just overall support nourishing your body. As I mentioned a minute ago, it's really about setting yourself up for success. So set a goal or intention. It could be to simply maintain your current weight or it could be to move your body every single day or to have some yummy, yummy salads before dinner, whatever it may be, or it's drinking 64 ounces of water every single day, getting where you fit in, come up with something that feels really good to you. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I've got I've got several. I have a hard time just doing one or two goals, but I, I always want to pick things that I really want to do that feel good to me and that I know the juice is worth the squeeze. So be thinking about that when you're thinking about how you would love this holiday season to go for you. Number two, plan time for moving your body every day. 
Now, I personally think walking is one of the best things that you can do, but man, getting where you fit in, maybe it's a dance party, maybe it's learning a TikTok dance, maybe it's yoga, maybe it is grabbing those weights and you know, really working those muscles, whatever it is. But my recommendation is just plan movement, right? We can get so stuck in homes. <laughs> At least I know with my families, we're just, I feel like I'm stuck there. And so I love that there's so many great apps where you can do body weight exercises. You can do a body weight workout. So basically you can do it anywhere and everywhere. That's what I love. I love if I don't have weights somewhere, if I'm staying at somebody's house or I'm staying in a hotel room, I just do plyos. I do plyometrics. I do body weight exercises. Best believe you, you know, you can do some jump squats, some burpees, some, you know, I was, I was literally just a second ago doing jump squats and thrusters and I was doing some jumping jacks and some pushups. I mean, again, you can get in where you fit in whatever works best for you. Number three. This one of my favorites is eat before the party or eat before the event, wherever you're going, right? Before leaving for the party or the small event, eat a light snack like veggies, again, fiber, or I think protein is one of the best things you can do, and some almonds to curb your appetite. Again, you're hitting those really important metabolic macronutrients, the fiber, the protein, the healthy fats. And this allows you to not overindulge, to not overeat when you're at the event. And speaking about being at the event, survey the buffet table, survey the kitchen counter before filling up your plate. I mean, so often a lot of what we're doing is mindless. We're not really thinking about what we're doing and we're not very carefully considering you know, how we want to nourish our bodies. So again, you know, it's really important to you know, pick the things that you love, obviously, but also pick the things that you know are really going to serve you, that are going to keep you full, that are going to keep you satisfied. Maybe that big old bowl of Lay's chips just ain't going to do it, right? <laughs> or maybe, you know, the bread with the artichoke dip maybe isn't going to make you feel full and you find yourself like eating way too much of it and not feeling super great. So again, getting super clear, like making a plan, Creating a strategy that's going to really nourish your body, I think, is always a great idea. And for me, it always starts with a salad. Like if I'm going somewhere, whether it is a lunch or it's going out to dinner or it is at a family's house, I am the salad maker. I'm, I'm literally known as the salad maker at every family's home because I love to make them for one. And two, I want to make sure we're all good to go. And man, half of my plate is always salad. And then I fill it up. And that's another strategy is like make half the plate veggies, make half the plate salad and you don't have enough room <laughs> to put other stuff in there. You can only put so much mac and cheese on the other side. So something to think about there. Number five, speaking of, you know, sitting down for the big meal is really being mindful when you eat. I suck at this. I'm not going to pretend. I have been a rushing woman for too long and I worked in restaurants. I was a bartender for a long time when I was in college and I just learned to eat fast. And as a mom now, I mean, honestly, I feel like these habits just keep getting, you know, brought to me. So, but I do recommend if you know how to do this or if you want to practice this is to take some deep belly breaths before you eat. And, and honestly, one thing that we do is we do say a short prayer of giving thanks before we really savor our food. But take your time, enjoy it, savor the flavor, really be mindful around it. It really slows down your digestion and you'll feel satisfied longer, not overstuffed, right? So again, a great strategy. I'm always working on this one all the time. Number six, 
Ooh, this one's a big one. This one's the big one. It's it's watch out for the beverages, right? The holiday brings a lot of delicious, I mean, ridiculously delicious um, beverages from eggnog to pumpkin spice lattes to gingerbread, whatever, whatever's, margaritas, you know, champagne, wine, all of it. Gosh, I could just keep going on. Um, and it's, it's a lot, right? It's a lot of sugar to make a lot of these drinks so delicious. And so... One of the things I recommend starting with is having a big glass of water between drinks. I recommend sparkling water with a squeeze of lime, maybe some pomegranate seeds in the water to add a little fun, but like kind of set yourself up. I think water is one of the best ways to do this. You just have, I have my big 30 ounce Stanley cup sitting right next to me with sparkling water in it right now. And I just carry this around everywhere. I'm talking about everywhere, restaurants, all the places because very rarely am I going to get the kind of like the sparkling water with all the yummies that I like to put in here at a restaurant. And so again, set yourself up for success and, you know, start getting creative. The cool thing about the internet is that a lot of what you see at the coffee shops or even at the restaurants, you can probably make it home and make it far less sugary, far less, you know, ingredients. It's just something to think about. Like I said, we make a an, like a super yummy coconut pumpkin spice creamer that is unsweetened, but we use the nutmeg, the clove, the cinnamon, the ginger. It's so good. And it's the creaminess that I really want. And again, you know, a little bit of that in, a, in some coffee, I feel super good about. It's the sugar that I'm the most mindful of. And so, and the really cool thing about adding a little bit of fat to your coffee is it can actually taper a caffeine spike because for some people, we actually do get a little bit of a blood sugar spike when we drink caffeine or coffee specifically. That's not the case for me, but it is the case for a lot of us. And if you add a little bit of fat, like a little bit of butter or coconut milk or something like that, it'll actually reduce that spike. So another reason why I love to make things like that, like really natural homemade creamers. All right, number seven, take the focus off food, right? I know this can be hard to do, especially if that's what your family does. Like everyone's in the kitchen, everyone's eating their snacks, there's dinner, their second dinner, there's dessert, the second dessert, it just gets out of hand, I get it. Um, but be thinking about other ways to, to spend time with family. I think walking is a great way, going to the movies or watching a movie without the snacks. I don't know if that's possible, but something to consider. Board games, making decorations, you know, just having things that are more active that you can do together that is not food focused. Something to think about. Number eight, bring your own healthy dish to a holiday gathering. Now, this is something I have been doing, gosh, I think for over a decade now. This is how you really set yourself up, right? Or be the person who helps make a new dish, right? A new squash dish, a side dish, you know, a salad, a really fun, you know, sparkling water drink that everyone can love or a, a, a water infusion. Like, again, bring the healthy to the, the party. It's a very small Thanksgiving this year. So my Alex, my mom and I have already mapped out the menu and it's super metabolically friendly, super healthy. And we're all really excited about it because we want to feel good about Thanksgiving. <laughs> we want to feel nourished. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, it's nice when you have your family like full bought in to like, let's create a metabolically gut friendly Thanksgiving. But not everyone's down to do that. I have family members who would totally be like, hell no, we're not doing that. And so very blessed to have family members that are down for the count. But Again, at least bringing your own healthy dish is a great way to get started. And then number nine, 
This is one of my favorites. And this one you can use all year long. And honestly, you can use all of these all year long, but it just becomes much more important this time of the year. So eat dessert after a meal, not on its own. And also try not to eat dessert for breakfast. Definitely don't try to eat dessert for a snack, right? Because if dessert is on its own, whether it's a snack, and I'm talking about like a protein bar as a snack is technically gonna spike you like a dessert. Like that's, I'm literally, even that. So be thinking about like, if you're gonna have dessert, you know, be intentional about it. Like really be about it. Like go full in, but do it after dinner. Do it after you had the salad. Do it after you had the, the turkey or, you know, whatever it is that you're making. Do it after you've had the squash and, and the healthy fats. So you are slowing down the, not only the stomach, but you're also slowing down the digestive tract, the intestines, so that that dessert, is gonna take a lot longer to get into the bloodstream and it's gonna it's gonna go into the bloodstream much slower. So the spike is gonna be significantly less and it's gonna be um, spread out over time, which is what we want. Now, the very best way to reduce a blood sugar spike after you've had dessert after a meal is to take a walk, right? That's gonna be the one of the best ways. So let's say you have this really amazing lunch and then you have dessert on the back end and then you have a you know 15 to 20 minute walk afterwards you're going to reduce that blood sugar response by like 50 percent it's going to be massive game changing so that's just something to think about this is how i love to do it that way you can really have your cake and eat it too and number 10 this leads me to that big one which is walk after your biggest meals. Whether you have dessert or not, walk after your biggest meals. Walking has so many side benefits. It improves your digestion, metabolism, it reduces stress levels, it helps you get good vitamin D and get great air. It's just good for your homeostasis. It stabilizes blood sugar and helps to potentially build muscle by moving protein into your muscles. Like how amazing is that? By simply walking. If you can average 10,000 steps a day, you are winning. If, and, you, and if more, even better. And then last but not least, my bonus is support emotional eating by recognizing the triggers and setting yourself up for success. We know that 98% of all diets fail because they don't address food addiction and how to overcome emotional and stress eating. This is big during the holidays. The holidays isn't always so jolly and wonderful and carefree, right? A lot of us are stressing. We're acquiescing to family. We're seeing people we don't necessarily want to see. We're feeling triggered. Maybe we're lonely. Maybe we just have a lot of baggage and shame and stuff around the holidays. No surprise at all. So feeling overwhelmed and stressed and feeling shame leads to feelings of emptiness or an emotional void, as we know. And food happens to be one of the ways that we try to fill that void and create a, fa a false feeling of feeling full or temporarily whole. So my recommendation is, again, getting super clear on those triggers. See what you can do to give yourself some self-care. Avoid those people. Like, you know, get away from the things that aren't serving. But also instead of using food to fill that void, come up with some healthy swaps that feel good, right? Like talking to your bestie or taking a walk outside or getting a hug from your partner. You know, it's just finding those things that are really going to support you, that are going to help you really process those moments in, in a healthy way, right? And then last but not least, if you're looking for a way, I wouldn't call this the cheat by any means, but you just know you're going to have some indulgences. You just know you're going to have that amazing pumpkin pie that your mother makes. Or you're going to have those sugar cookies with your kids. Or you're going to make, you know, some yummy, yummy, gooey peppermint brownies, whatever it may be. 
and you are looking for a way to curtail some of that blood sugar stuff, my recommendation too is either apple cider vinegar, which is a great way to do it, you know, a tablespoon, a couple minutes, or even a half hour up to or after you have that dessert or that big carb dinner. Or you can also take my glucose support supplement. It's an herbal supplement that literally curtails a blood sugar spike by up to 40%. You just take two capsules. I would say take two capsules in the morning before you kick off that first meal and then two capsules before dinner. And that'll really set you up. It has got all of the like bioactive ingredients of some of the most powerful herbs out there when it comes to stabilizing blood sugar and supporting your metabolism. So I will have a link for glucose support as well along with the this daily self-care journal so that you've got a couple of tools at your disposal to use throughout the holidays so that you're feeling a little bit more supported and prepared because you got tools to back you up. Now, if you're loving these tips today, be sure to subscribe to the show for more easy tips to heal your hormones and to always upgrade your health. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.